And now for a look at Ukraine's rich Jewish heritage, then and now, brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter based in Toronto, Ontario. This is Paulina, producer and host of Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. The Felshtin Society is named after a Ukrainian shtetl called Felshtin, which today is the town of Hvaradiskia. The Felshtin Society began as a benevolent society organized in 1905 in New York City and is still active today. In 1919, after 600 Jews perished in a brutal pogrom which took place in Felshtin, the society provided refuge and relief to the survivors. Next April, the Felshtin Society will hold commemorative events to mark the centenary of this tragic historical event. We first learned of these upcoming events, as well as the past events, last March, when we spoke with the president of the Felshtin Society, Alan Bernstein. Last week, Alan joined us to share some recent developments in their ongoing preparations, which the Society is very excited about. One of these is a connection with locals in Hvaradiskia, including a school principal and a Catholic priest, who are eager to join in this commemoration to help shed light on their town's Jewish past. In part two of this interview, Alan shares more details about this and other connections recently made. So you've been planning this. You said actually you started thinking about this six years ago, and but plans have actually been going on for the past two years. And so you've got the location set and you've got the date set and, and you're planning the events as well. But you've had something, you recently put out this press release. So a really interesting and exciting development has happened in Ukraine. So tell us about the connection there. Well, it, it's fascinating because we don't really know how it happened. So we're kind of doing our own uh, private detective work trying to have exactly how this came to pass. We suspect that one of our members, uh, one of our Felsteiners, who actually was born in Felstein and who grew up in Felstein and whose family survived even though they were Jewish because they passed for Catholic. Oh. Uh, this lady, uh, her name is Paulina Lerner, uh, went back to visit Felstein this past spring. And I believe it's as a result of her visit to Felstein that the uh, local Catholic priest got involved. And uh, so I think that she happened to, when she was there, meet with the principal of the school, a fellow by the name of Yuri Fedorov. And they talked about uh, what kind of sustained activities there could be that would bring the history, the full history of the town to light for the school children. And they talked about the possibility of establishing a museum type display in in one of the corridors of the school where they have glass Mm -hmm. enclosed display cases. And and wouldn't it be wonderful if we could do a, you know, a visual depiction of what the town was like a hundred years ago. Wow. And talk about the Jews and talk about how things came to pass. Now, they had that discussion. I believe that that discussion spilled over to the Catholic clergy. Oh. And then we got this wonderful letter from Father Peter, who said to us that we're going to have a, uh, a memorial on the date of the pogrom, where we pledged to have 600 people with candles lit in the town. Oh, wow. And uh, we think that's a very powerful thing, and it's a wonderful uh, message for the town to send 
and for the church to become involved in and for us to be able to feel that our ancestors will be remembered in that way yes. on that day. So it's a really wonderful thing, and we're hoping to be able to work with other priests in the local area and maybe even, you know, get it to spread a little bit. You know, for instance, uh, Kemelnitsky, which is only about 12 or 15 miles away, mm-hmm. might be, you know, another town where we, where we could uh, attempt to uh, reach out to the local clergy and see if they wouldn't participate. Kemelnitsky itself has a synagogue that we're establishing communications with, but we're, we're hoping that the activity of, of Father Peter will spread to other communities oh, that, yeah. suffered, that suffered similarly in those days. Oh, yeah, what a great gesture of reconciliation. And yes, maybe we, we can, think so. Yeah, maybe can we heal wounds of the past and, and move forward as, you know, I think people hoped over the centuries. Um, so what is the name of this church? It's it's Saint Wojciech Parish. Okay, and it's it's Roman Roman Catholic. Yes, and Father Peter is also inviting the Orthodox, the uh, Eastern Orthodox uh, clergy, to participate as well. Wow! So it's not only going to be Catholic. That's amazing. And uh, you know, and of course, we're hoping that we're going to be able to get the uh, the synagogue and Kemelnitsky oh. involved, and uh, we'll see what happens. But. It's very, it's a very, very, very wonderful and, and uh, inspiring result. We've been we've been reaching out to uh, synagogues and Jewish organizations, really pretty much all over the United States, uh-huh. one at a time. I we don't. It's not like we have a lot of staff. We have, have yeah. a few volunteers, sure. and you know, the people make calls and people don't get calls yeah. back. Everybody's <laughs> busy. Right. You know, what is this all about? They don't really understand, and then we get a chance to to tell people about what we're doing and why we're doing it, you know, and so we're hoping that this kind of uh, activity will uh, begin to appear on a wider scale, even locally in the United States. Yeah. Uh, but we, we've already got commitments from some very significant organizations in New York City and in New Jersey and Massachusetts and Michigan and Wisconsin. We have some organizations in Cape Town, South Africa that are wow. participating. And then, uh, you know, Allison will t- tell you more about Project Kesher mm-hmm. and, and how they're planning to uh, to participate with us. But we, you know, we, we really felt that even though it's kind of a David and Goliath story, that it was up to us to try to carry the ball and raise some awareness of these events that took place 100 years ago. That really should be remembered. That uh, that there was blood spilled, and that uh, it's important that we remember that, and that we we continue to stand up against this kind of hatred now and uh, forever. Absolutely. So uh, we feel that even if it's a small thing, whatever we're doing is uh, a step in the right direction. Yeah. Well, if you don't understand your past, if you don't know where you came from, you won't know where you're going. And. You know, you said something before that's, that's really very true, and uh, a fellow by the name of Tim Snyder wrote a, wrote a book called The Black Earth, yes, which is an absolutely fascinating perspective on how the Holocaust developed in Eastern Europe. And his story is very, very akin to the kind of stories that emerged out of uh, the pogroms how the, the Germans were able to come into towns and enlist the, the assistance of local hooligans to, uh, to run after Jews and others and, and 
uh, way before the uh, the concentration camps were established. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, you know, we see a great parallel between that and and what happened in the Holocaust. And frankly, I think you're absolutely right that we see a great parallel to uh, some of the things that are going on today throughout the world. Yeah, and, and we're concerned, and we're trying to uh, use this event as a way of bringing forward uh, some of these concerns uh, in the his- in the light of history and in the light of what happened to our ancestors. And, uh, Indeed. And hopefully that uh, there'll be some potential for uh, healing. And, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. And I agree what, you know, what you said really hit home was that these occupying forces come, you know, from outside and they find the troublemakers to create more trouble. And if we don't know our past, any one of us could be those hooligans or, or could be influenced by them to do wrong, to harm, harm others where we normally wouldn't. And I think if we don't understand the stories of the past and recognize the patterns that cause these stories to repeat themselves, if we don't recognize those patterns within ourselves, then we can't hope to stop um, the pattern from repeating itself. So I congratulate the society for staying together for so long for these over 100 years and commemorating this event and educating the public with such a, a small group of dedicated people at the Felshton Society. Well, we're doing the best we can. <laughs> and it is, it is an uphill battle, and yes. we are really David and Goliath. There is no question <laughs> about it. But, but you know what? We're, 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 we're really, when we see this kind of thing happening and when we see things like Project Kesher and we can connect with them and uh, we see Father Peters taking a stand and uh, Yuri Fedorov and, and Felstein willing to, to embrace our story, it gives us tremendous energy to, uh, to keep on and, and, and do what we can, continue to do what we can. Well, and uh, certainly we'll help you however we can to to help get the word out and uh, hopefully uh, speak with you again if there are any more developments. Perhaps we can connect up with Father Peter in Havadiska. Oh, that that would be wonderful. Wow. It would. You mentioned the uh, Project Kesher. And uh, give us, I think we'll talk to Allison at length about that uh, in a future episode of uh, Ukrainian Jewish Heritage here on the show. But just give us a, an overview. What is Project Kesher? It's 180 women's groups that are focused on trying to uh, reestablish a Jewish heritage, to connect people, to form social networks of people who came from Jewish backgrounds. Uh, there are many people in Ukraine and in Eastern Europe who survived the Holocaust, who survived the pogroms, who survived yes. communism, who survived all these horrible things over the past hundred years, and who have Jewish heritage in them, mm-hmm. and who are trying to reclaim that, and who would like to reclaim that. So that's that's pretty much the uh, the impetus of their efforts. I'm sure Allison will be happy to tell you more about it and how they operate where they operate because I, with 180 groups they're they're really <laughs> yeah. they're really you know it's really amazing that they have so many groups but it's kind of like when we were in Ukraine in 2010 to dedicate a monument in Felstein it was a similar thing and in, insofar as that in Kemelnitsky for instance there's a program called Hesed Besht and it's a little community center and the community center provides 
assistance if people need it. They have a clothing exchange. They have, you know, a furniture exchange. They have a whole bunch of things, services that they provide to people in need. But it's outreach. So, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't even know that they existed. Wow. We, until we got to the synagogue itself, we really didn't understand what it, what, what it was really all about. But there are Jewish people there. There, is, there are people who, you know, who are definitely interested in reclaiming their Jewish heritage. When we had a ceremony in 2010 to dedicate our monument in Felstein, there was a whole group of Jewish men who came so that we could have a minion when we said the prayers over the stone. So it was really wonderful. And I think there's a lot more of that type of uh, social activity that's that's going to be happening in the future. I think so. And, and the work that you're doing certainly will be facilitating that, that's for sure. So thanks so much for, for telling us um, about your society, for sharing your story, and uh, this wonderful development, which hopefully we'll be able to bring more um, information about the connection with the church and the uh, original society of Felsten in, in Ukraine. So thanks so much, Alan, for joining us and hope to talk to you again soon. Well, thanks so much for having me. It's been a pleasure, and I look forward to it. I've been speaking with Alan Bernstein, president of the Felshton Society in New York. You can find the audio files and transcripts for both parts of this interview online at nashholos.com and ukrainianjewishencounter.org. For more information about Felshton, the Felshton Society, and next spring's upcoming centenary commemorations, please visit their website, www.felshton.org. Thanks for listening. Until next time, Shalom. Ukrainian Jewish Heritage is brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter, based in Toronto, Ontario. To find out more about their work, visit their website and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Transcripts and audio files of this and earlier broadcasts of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage are available at their website, ukrainianjewishencounter.org, as well as at the Nasholos website, www.nasholos.com. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.